Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Coffee and Bible Time podcast. It is such a wonderful day to be here with you guys. My name is Taylor. I'm the host of this week's podcast, but we usually do this podcast, me, my sister Ashley, and of course, Mentor Mama. She's been uh, heading up the ship here bringing in a lot of guests lately. So thank you, Mentor Mama. You are so amazing and we're so grateful for you. We also have a YouTube channel and an Instagram, but our main ministry here is our YouTube channel. Thought that I would shout that out to you guys. Um, But today we're going to be talking about comparison. Wow. I was just talking with one of my friends before this podcast and she goes, yeah, comparison is a tough pill to swallow. And you know what? It is because everybody struggles with comparison. And when we're not really keeping up on it, comparison creeps up in our life and we get so invested into it, we really don't even know how much it's ingrained into our lives. But before we get into the amazing scripture that's found in Isaiah, we wanted to have a quick little word from our sponsor. We still have our coupon code available for you guys if you wanted to do online counseling um, with Christian counselors. It's all online. It's via Zoom. You can pick who you want your counselor to be. Very reputable. They all have counseling degrees. So this isn't like some random on the internet. And my mom kind of has a personal testimony to it. Yes. So I actually have done some counseling sessions with Faithful Counseling. And what I really loved about it was that you can actually put in like different qualities that you're looking for in a counselor and specialties, male, female, if they have experience tackling different issues. And so I really loved that idea that I could go through and kind of pick the one I wanted. And then um, during this COVID season, it was really applicable anyway, since I couldn't leave my house for counseling, that I actually could just do it online. And you even have the opportunity to do a Zoom type call with them, or you can just do um, a phone call, whatever works best for you. And so it was just really great to have access to counseling when you you need it, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if you guys want 10% off your first month of doing this, you can go to getfaithful.com slash coffee and Bible time and you get 10% off your first month. And of course it is cheaper than traditional in-person counseling anyway. So overall, it's just a good deal. We really recommend it, but let's just get on to the podcast. Oh, One other thing, too, is that you have the option of with your counselor that they are Christian counselors. And so if you want, they will actually pray for you, which I thought was so cool. At the end of each of my counseling, she prayed for me and my issues. Oh, wow. Thanks for that. So now we are just getting back here into the word. Um, I was having a grand old time going through Isaiah 26. I really am not sure if I touched on this already um, in a video or in a podcast or in an Instagram post, but Isaiah 26 has been really, really, really great for me lately. I went through the Old Testament last semester here at school and I haven't been digging in it as frequently lately because I've been in the New Testament, but God has um, definitely been using Isaiah to really encourage me lately, especially through my um, weakness and my tendency to begin comparison. Um, what I'm going to be talking about today is Isaiah 26, 
and specifically verse three, but I really do plan on doing more of a in-depth look um, or more comprehensive look at Isaiah 26 in a YouTube video that will probably be coming out in the near future. So you can keep an eye out on that. But for now, we're just going to be kind of going through um, Isaiah 26, 3 and seeing what God has to teach us about that. If you don't know anything about the book of Isaiah, you're not alone. Um, Isaiah is one of the books um, in the Old Testament in a collection um, called the prophets. And essentially what a prophet would do is they would preach um, the truth of God to its people. They would sometimes predict the future, but they would also sometimes just remind the Israelites of God's truth. So it's not necessarily always predicting if you hear about prophecy. It could also mean that they're just um, preaching the truth to them and giving them the word of God. It literally is essentially just giving them the word of God. So um, simply put, that is what that is. And Isaiah is a book that is filled with prophecy. So Isaiah 26 Verse 3, let's get into this. It says, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Now, this little verse in the book of Isaiah is just one of the little many gems that are in there, um, including chapter chapter 26 just in total is absolutely phenomenal. But we're going to be focusing um, in on this and... Let me just read that again one more time. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Now, there's several things that I want to just point out in this passage that I think we can all relate to. Um, the first being just generally how we might approach this passage with more of a skepticism. And that is because I think a lot in our culture... Um, and in the church, we hear preached a lot about peace and how God can give you peace. Um, and we may be coming to this verse discouraged because we feel as though we're actually living very anxious lives. And maybe you've prayed for peace and you're just starting to doubt whether God can do that. If God can really, truly give you peace. Um, or really, you might even be doubting why does God even care? Because I have so much anxiety. Why does Isaiah say you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you? There are so many layers of this. Um, but the first thing that we need to know when we read the Bible, um, especially in this passage, is that God can and God does grant peace. Um, this isn't just something that pastors say to encourage their congregation before they leave without any true follow through. God um, gave us his word and it is living and it is breathing and it is active. It is sharper than any double edged sword. And so we cannot come to his word with this sort of skepticism and doubt that God doesn't follow through or this idea that it's just an old book. The text doesn't mean anything. We need to come to God's word every day with fresh eyes and with trust and come to him 
with our doubts. I think it is normal to have doubts here and there about um, the Bible, about the truths of God's word, but what we do with those doubts matters so much. We cannot hold on to them. We cannot cling to them. We cannot choose fear over God. We have to come with those things to God and lay them at his feet. It's just a terrible, terrible road to go on to fixate on those things and let it deteriorate your relationship with God. I'm telling you, when you choose to take your fear, take your anxiety and lay them at his feet, not only are you honoring God with that, but you are also doing the right thing and the thing that is best for your soul. Um, You're going to be choosing the road of of peace if you choose to get rid of those things lay them down at his feet and surrender them daily this is something that a lot of us struggle with daily and that is normal because we are living in a broken world that is going to cause us a range of emotions that are uncomfortable and sometimes fear creeps in but we cannot bow down to that but it is important to note that we see in this verse when Isaiah says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you, we need to note that God can and that God does grant peace. We serve a God who is omnipotent, and that means that he is all-powerful. It That means that we serve a God who can do whatever he wants, and he gives us in his word the the statement and the fact and the truth that he does grant peace, he can grant peace, And he will grant peace to those whose mind is fixed on him. We also have other verses in the Bible that kind of correlate with that and just uphold that truth. And Philippians 4, 7 being one of them. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Um, This is another amazing verse that you can be memorizing, that you can be exposing yourself to so that you can really uphold this truth within yourself so that you can help to get rid of the skepticism or the idea that God doesn't want to grant you peace or that God can't, um, he's not able to, and that is a lie from the enemy. The other um, passage that I want to share with you guys to kind of go along with this is Matthew 7, 7 through 11. And here's what it says. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you, then, who are evil... Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Several things to note about this. Number one, complete, completely filled with truth. Number two, this is spoken from the mouth of Jesus, which is important because he is God. This is straight from God saying, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open for you. God is is calling and asking his followers to come to him and ask him for these requests. A lot of days we are anxious. We have all these doubts and these, these lies that are floating around in our head and we do not bring it 
bring them to God. We do not bring them to Him because we are so fixated on these fears, these anxieties, and these lies that are keeping us from fixing our mind on Him. And Jesus is asking for you to come seek Him. He reminds us that our Heavenly Father wants to give us good things. He's not going to give you um, a rock if you ask him for a loaf of fish. He wants to provide for your needs. In In other words, he wants to provide for your needs. He wants you to focus on him, come to him, and be in a relationship with him. It says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. Do you believe that God listens to you? Do you believe that God cares We serve an all-powerful God who is not only all-powerful, but who wants to use His love to bring you in a relationship with Him. Ultimately, we will not find peace in this world, but when we come to Him and we ask Him for peace, He wants to give us that. The next point that I want to make here, you guys, um, back in Isaiah, says you keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because He trusts in you. We have to remember that God's peace comes to those who intentionally dwell on God. What does this mean? It means that God gives perfect peace for those whose mind is fixed on him because he trusts in him. These are essential components. Number one, that our mind is fixed on him. And number two, that we put our trust in him. The world has a lot to offer Um, in terms of things that we should put our trust in. And oftentimes God is the last thing because many people believe that um, God is dead or if not that, then God is apathetic. And we see in these scriptures that we just looked at that God is not apathetic. In fact, God is loving and giving and wants to be in a relationship with us. And that is seen all through the Bible, which is why it's so important for us to read that and so that we can have a really round understanding and true understanding of who God is. But we do not serve an apathetic God. We serve a God who wants to grant us peace. God's peace comes to those who intentionally dwell on him. We have so many choices. um, And I say this from experience that it is so easy to choose to not dwell on God because it goes against what our bodies naturally want to do. My natural in sin state wants me to dwell and focus on the things that give me anxiety in the first place. Um, something that I struggle with that I have talked to you guys and listened countless times about is just my struggle with body image, um, my struggle with food, Really, those are one of the two biggest thorns in my flesh, I think, in my life. And one of the problems that I have when I come to approach these sources of anxiety for me is that it's easier for me to dwell and focus and pinpoint on all the things that I don't like about my body and all the ways that I want it to be fixed and all the ways that I should hide myself because it's not good enough than it is for me to go to God and choose to focus on the truth that I am fearfully and wonderfully made and to truly dwell in prayer and seek my father's face, the the one who made me. I don't want to focus on that truth because it's harder for me to believe 
And in a sense, I'm letting go of this desire to be of the world and to have my body be like what the world wants my body to be like. We live in a society that is completely um, riddled with conditional love. It's given to us with the condition only if we meet certain standards, only if we give up the sense of truth that God wants us to hold so tightly to. Um, and I choose a lot of days to dwell on my problems and to not dwell on God. And I think that's part of the reason why so so many of us have anxieties, because we don't look to God. We look to our problems, and we see a large mountain and no way to get around it with no help. Isaiah says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. A lot of us, I think, sometimes struggle with trust in God. And if we struggle with trusting in God, then chances are we're going to struggle keeping our mind fixed on him too. It's going to be nearly impossible for us to want to keep our mind fixed on Jesus if we're choosing not to trust in him. And notice how I said choosing, because ultimately every single day we make the choice to trust in things. I don't know if you've ever heard the analogy of the chair, but the chair, a chair is always there, right? And every time that we go to sit down on the chair, we are in a sort of way exercising faith and exercising trust that the chair is going to catch us when we fall or that the chair is going to not break when we choose to sit on it. And that's the same thing with everything that you put your trust in, Any, everything and everything Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. requires a small amount of faith or a small amount of trust that it is going to follow through on its promises. God is the same thing. We we have to choose to trust in God that he will keep his promises and that what he says in his word is true. We need to dwell on his truth. We need to let it soak and saturate our hearts because the more that we do that, the more we're going to develop a strong sense of trust in him, a, so- a strong sense of trust in his word, and realize that he is He is unchanging and he is a firm foundation for us, for those of us who have anxiety and for those who of us who are struggling in life with our anxiety. God gives peace to those who intentionally dwell on him that requires trust like i said but it also requires a little amount and by little i mean a lot a lot of amount of reminding ourselves to keep our minds fixed on him 
especially when we're not in practice of doing it. I know that for myself, when I was deeply invested in the dissatisfaction of my body and deeply into the anxiety that was surrounding my body and just holding tightly onto this grip and idea of what I wanted my body to look like. My mind was not dwelling on God. It was not fixed on him because ultimately I was letting the desire and the passion and the fixation of the image of my body to consume me more than I was letting and fostering the growth of the fire and passion I should have been having for Christ. Ultimately, every day that we choose to focus and dwell on our sources of anxiety, our fears, um, our idols, the more we are keeping ourselves from this peace of mind that God is wanting to give to us. God says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks, it will be opened. Ultimately, God wants to give us things that will grow us closer to him, ultimately to glorify him. We are here on this earth because we are meant to be glorifying God in everything that we do in our relationship with him. Our prayers aren't meant to be there to ask for a Lamborghini or to ask to be a millionaire or to ask to be a celebrity. Ultimately, everything that we do should be the outpour of our heart and our love for God, which means that we can lay our idols, lay our anxieties, lay our fears at his feet so that we can fix our eyes on him, ultimately to fall more in love with him, ultimately to glorify him in everything that we do in our life. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Keeping our mind fixed on him, trusting in him, that leads to peace. That leads to us being more stable in our relationship with God. That leads us to being less entangled and ensnared in our anxieties and our fears in this world. We have to remember that God is all-powerful. We have to remember that God is a good God. We have to remember that God can and does grant peace to his children. Do not give give up hope. Do not let your despair lead you to a place of walking out on your faith. The best piece of advice that I can give to any of you who are struggling right now in your relationship with God, struggling to find peace in your life, The best piece of advice that I can give to you is to get on your knees and pray and come before God humbly seeking his face, fixing your eyes on him, fixing your mind on him and coming to him and coming to his word with a fresh sense of trust. And you cannot do that on your own. None of us can do it on our own, but God will meet you where you're at. He is with you. He has never left your side. And when we come to him in his word, that is a beautiful place where we can say, God, I surrender to you my own thoughts. I surrender to you all my anxieties, all my fears, all the idols that I have in my life. And I want to choose to dwell on your word, your living word that is here to give and speak life into my soul. After going to him in prayer, we need to open up his word and we need to read it understanding that this is God's perfect and holy word, the word that hasn't been changed, the word that is from him, that is 
not only inspired by him, but breathed out by God. This is God's holy word, holy being pure, being spiritually alive. God's perfect word meant to convey to us exactly what he wants us to know about him while we are alive. Come to him, asking him, God, Lord, I believe in you, but help my unbelief. God, I want to be free from these idols in my life that have been causing me anxiety. God, help me to keep my mind fixed on you. Help me, Lord, to trust in you. And this is a practice that we need to do daily, hourly, what, however many times it takes for you to dismantle the idols in your life. And guys, this is hard. I know because something that I've been going through lately is just trying to dismantle the idol of my body that I had in my life. That means that I'm going to try to stop obsessing over my body every time I pass a mirror. I'm going to try to stop looking for every reflective surface and just checking to see what I look like. That means limiting the amount of selfies that I'm taking constantly to obsess over my hair or my face or how I'm looking. It's just that these idols, they just get riddled into our life and this comparison and the obsession with comparing ourselves to other people becomes so ingrained we don't even realize how much we're doing it. But let me tell you, when you ask God in prayer to come into your life and to help dismantle these idols and to not only that, but to reveal to you and convict you, let the Holy Spirit convict you when these things are happening, God will convict you and you will feel so close to God. Whenever I feel convicted, I feel close to God that he is here and he, his spirit is moving within me. It's an opportunity for me to come, become closer with him. And it is such a beautiful feeling, aside from the fact that conviction is so hard and oftentimes we choose our flesh over God. We shouldn't let that discourage us from continuing to choose to lay down our idols at the feet of Jesus every day, walk in his ways. None of us are perfect, and that's why we have grace. God gave us the free gift of Jesus Christ, who who paid for the penalty of all our sins so that we could be in a relationship with him, so that we can have access to all of these heavenly and wonderful gifts that God wants to give us through Jesus don't be discouraged today. Be encouraged that you can tap in to the peace of God and that he wants to give you these good things so that you can be close to him and ultimately glorify him. So with that, I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. If you like this, if please share with a friend. Please share it with a friend who you know might need this, who might be struggling with peace, who might be struggling with body image or comparison. Um, And let's just all be encouraged by the word of God and his wonderful power through that. So with that, I say thank you and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.